Well, good afternoon. This is Leon Davis. It is 2 p.m. Central Time in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Overclad Elvcast afternoon. And oh, there we go. I want to thank you for joining me. It is Saturday, February the 8th. And I'm Leon Davis. And over the I've been trying to get back into uh, doing a regular podcast, and just fortunately this week I was able to at least uh, get up and going. I don't anticipate the podcast to go a uh, full uh, 30 minutes or anything, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, over the past week, there's been some controversy dealing with uh, Gail King and CBS, and I'm going to weigh in on that, and that's coming up right now. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Altitude. Adjustment. Again, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, this past week, well, so for a couple of weeks, there's been quite a bit of buzz around Gail King and Oprah Winfrey. And this past week, some things uh, happened that I thought were noteworthy, really needed to be addressed in um, a deeper manner. So Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie regarding Kobe, who's recently a past, and my best out to his, his family and his friends and those affected by that. And I could add a lot of people to that list. I was one of the people that actually you know, felt um, stunned and hurt by hearing that, he, that we had lost him, and it was tragic. And it was made worse when I found out that his daughter was on board with him. Um, we've lost a couple of great people and so we mourn. Um, unfortunately, um, our mourning has um, sprouted into something much more sinister. I think sinister, and I, I want to use the word sinister because um, I think some of it is premeditated while some of it is just a reaction to uh, our loss and feeling that other people are not uh, sharing in our grief as we are, as much as we are. And so, so some of it is sinister and some of it is just, it just happens that, that people grieve that way and, and they tend to strike out. So this past week, in order to, and one of the things that's most impo uh, important is I think when you talk about something is that you do the best that you can to try to um, familiarize yourself with the topic. You're not going to become an expert. No one's going to become an expert in a few days about anything. And uh, so you try to immerse yourself in uh, what's going on and, and the particulars about the topic that you're going to talk about. Um, The interesting thing about this is, is that in in the current time, it is so easy for people to have a voice, to load up a camera, just as I'm doing, um, set themselves a Facebook page or a, a YouTube page or a MySpace page or whatever, um, Twitter, uh, so on and so forth, um, and and have their voice heard and speak up. And what that has done, while it has increased the ability for people to have a voice, it has also increased 
the probability that you're going to miss some information because so many people are providing uh, feedback and input and it's not possible for any one person or to uh, for themselves be able to gather all of that information and be able to look at it in a timely manner and uh, be able to uh, then formulate what it is they want to talk about and present it in a, uh, a very worthwhile fashion. Um, I don't have a research team and that's one of the things I was hoping to eventually um, implement is uh, being able to do more research, see more um, uh, information and data that's available on a particular topic or subject. So for this particular show, um, I watched uh, a small clip from the Ricky Smiley show. Um, I saw the input or from a video from um, Michael Eric Dyson, uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, which I'm going to talk more about. And I don't, I don't want this to seem like it's a teaser. I, I don't want to put it first because I don't want to start on um, a negative vibe. Uh, so obviously I, I, I don't uh, appreciate what had happened. Um, but coming up, I, I will address what, what I saw as far as Snoop Dogg's video, which is only 40 seconds long. Um, I also read uh, what Bill Cosby um, tweeted and a Dr. Shana Etienne. Um, and she had a one hour video, a little over one hour, uh, giving her take on the topic also. So I, I tried to include as much diversity of, of thought in what I was hearing from people and um, and then try to present what I thought would be um, a good take on all of that. So uh, Gail King did a video or uh, did an interview with Lisa Leslie. And one of the questions that she asked had to do with, or a couple of questions maybe that she had to do, had to do with uh, something that happened in uh, Kobe Bryant's past. Now, let me first say CBS and Gail King did the right thing. CBS um, had a black anchor interviewing a black interviewee about a black personality so that everybody had an opportunity to tell the story as they saw fit, understanding the culture of all of the people involved. They could not have done anything differently and been better, been more right. Now, a lot of people have issue, take issue with Gail King on some other topics, which they may have piled on onto this particular topic. So a lot of, so one of the things that people had talked about was that um, she should not have brought the topic up. But Gail is a news person. Her job is to get to the news that is going to help people make a decision. It is quite conceivable that she would bring the topic up as one of the people, one one news person earlier in the week 
had texted just references to the that particular um, event in Kobe's life without context of all of the rest of his life. Kobe at the time could not defend himself because he he had passed. And so so you can't so doing what happened, you know, presenting only one issue out of uh, a lifetime of an individual brings that topic front and center. And it would only natural that Gail having an opportunity to talk to someone who was very close to uh, Kobe Bryant, who knew him well and loved him, could give a take on it that would be closer to um, Kobe Bryant being able to weigh in. Unfortunately, he couldn't weigh in himself, but at least um, if you look at the, the short clip of the interview with Lisa Leslie, she handled herself very professionally and very well. Now, um, you, you may say she was stunned by the question, and, and that may be the case, but, but asking the question was, was not out of line. If um, another person who had um, died, who had allegations against them, um, if it's somebody we didn't like, we would say, well, why didn't you bring that up? This person, this was the totality of that person's life. Why would you, why would you not do that? Um, we have situations now, and there may be, uh, it may be making a little bit of a leap to draw the conclusion, draw a, a comparison here, but everybody wants to say, or I've heard many people say, it was the wrong time to ask the question. It, there was no, there, it, there wasn't enough grieving time. Um, they didn't add that. I'm um, paraphrasing, or I'm going to um, just give my take on it. That they they felt that um, they had to protect Kobe Bryant's legacy. And here's the problem I think I have with that. We have in our society have complained about people whitewashing history, removing the parts of history that, uh, that don't reflect well, that, um, that we don't want to look at, or they, that, they, that people don't want us to look at, and, and, and we remove that, and we take that out. And if Gail had not asked that question, would we not would she not have been doing, doing the exact same thing, taking out whitewashing history, taking out those things that we don't want to look at, right, wrong, or indifferent about how the, the incident was settled, right, wrong, or indifferent about how you feel about the accuser. It was an event in his life. Not only was it an event in his life, it changed how he behaved. It, it was impacting who he was as a man. It made him a better man. And to ignore it ignores a key part of his life and who he was as a man. And our challenges are what make us stronger 
or or push us toward towards defeat. He took that opportunity. He took that hit. Made his life better for it, and and uh, and it, it affected the people around him um, because he was a better person. So. We are not the sum total of our mistakes, but we are the sum total of how we deal with our mistakes, how we deal with adversity in our life. And Lisa had an opportunity to uh, at least address that and, and help other people see how it helped him grow. Now, a lot of people, so so when Kobe first came into the league, Kobe did not meet a pass he liked. He he, he was uh, he believed only in himself and his accomplishments. But you can see over um, his progression that he learned to use the people around him and make them better, and that's what usually we want out of our superstars is for them to help make everyone around them better. If we ignored the fact that he did not pass when he first came into the league and that he was very selfish and he believed only in himself, then we don't give people an opportunity to see that we all can change, that we all can benefit by reflecting on ourselves and growing from that. So it was, whether you like it or not, um, which is going to be how you're going to respond, but it was, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, fine that, that um, Gail King asked that question and, and, and approached that issue. Because um, at some point, someone would have said, you didn't do it. You know, what? why didn't you? Were you trying to cover up something? You know, why, why didn't you address that? Because the, the issue was already brought out in public. It had already been brought out. So um, her addressing it was actually more in line of um, not letting the story rest on a negative and allowing people to look at the positive that came out of it. Um, with, without Gail being the person um, making the positive comments. It is not, we, we would not anticipate or expect our uh, news people to slant the story, to build the story the way they wanted to, because that's part of the problem that the uh, media is having right now is that there's a belief that um, that they're biased. And Gail's effort shows an attempt to avoid bias by not avoiding tough questions or issues and uh, getting inside herself. She knew she had to know that that was a tough question. She had to know that people were going to, to get um, angry about that. She may not have been able to uh, ex ex uh, 
anticipate the amount of pushback that she got. But she had to know. And she probably uh, worked as best she could to try to address the issue without seeming biased or um, taking a side on any part of the issue. Now, CBS, so so Gail got angry at uh, CBS because she felt that they released a clip that was salacious. Um, that's what networks do. That's what network news is about. It's about finding the part of the story that's going to get you interested in watching the news or watching the interview. Lisa Leslie is um, um, no no novice at interviews and talking. And um, what is it that's going to bring people to the conversation, or watch the conversation that Lisa Leslie had? Is it just because they're talking about Kobe? Or is there something in there that's going to have people come and take a look and say that there's more to this than just some uh, do good, feel good story about somebody that we love. So the difficulty I have is that so many people seem to want to do the exact same thing that we've um, admonished others for, and that is not bringing up topics that are uncomfortable. Uh, avoiding the the tough questions, avoiding looking at things in a way that that makes us a little uncomfortable. But that's a part of informing us is that it doesn't allow us to ignore the things that 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 make us a little uncomfortable. Um, at the point that you become comfortable with everything that is on the news or that that someone is saying, is the minute you lose objectivity, you lose your ability to gain from what you're listening because it only then at that point is reinforcing whatever it is that you think or believe. You're not being challenged. Growth comes from being challenged. Growth comes from um, making, learning from mistakes. Growth, growth comes from uncomfortableness. So, so I think um, CBS should not be held in uh, any, they have done their share of things to um, be uncomfortable about. How they handled the, um, uh, oh, um, how, how they've handled some of the uh, allegations uh, within their organization about um, sexual harassment and in the work environment. Um, some of the things dealing with um, facts and research on stories and people that they've hired for one reason or another. So they, they have built up, uh, which they're going to, when you're, when you're in the public eye, you're not gonna be able to please everyone. And when you do something, uh, one person may like it, another person may hate it, and, and then there's some resentment that's going to be built up and 
In this instance, I don't see where CBS was at fault. I don't see where Gail King was at fault. I, I would encourage Gail King to not be so harsh on salacious is what they do. I don't think it was salacious. I think it was an attempt to show that this was not um, um, a patsy interview. This was not a let's ignore all the things that we don't want to see. It's an opportunity for us to to reflect on the, on the man as a whole and not just the part of him that we wanted to love. Um, so let's see. In, uh, as I mentioned, I, I, I watched Michael Eric Dyson's uh, support for Gail King. And um, what I felt about it was he talked about her off-camera um, work um, because she has been lambasted for seeming to attack black men and um, he felt that giving people logic and reason about her off-camera work would somehow <coughs> ease some of the the backlash. Um, and the, and the only thing I could I ain't gonna say the only thing, but but one thing I'm going to say about that is when people are being emotional, um, logic and reason is probably going to be the last thing that is going to calm them. It is probably going to be the last thing that they're going to respond to. And the other aspect of that is by presenting her off-camera information as public information, um, which I'm sure is a lot of it may be is, but it allows people to look at her um, through a lens that may be considered bias. Now, news people are people just like everyone else, and they should be allowed to have political ideas. They should be allowed to support charities, support causes, and still may be able to maintain their objectivity. Um, we don't, I think at this particular point in our society, um, tend to, as a, as a whole, give them that opportunity to give them that space. Um, because one of the first things will come up is if someone doesn't like what you did, they will bring up who you contributed to. They will um, focus in on whatever uh, information that they can put forward to show that you're biased in a particular way. So while I think his attempt was to uh, show people that she's not the monster that many people said she was, I, I think he opened up um, another potential problem for her down the road, um, which would be to um, compromise her objectivity. Um, we news people try to be as objective as possible. Of course, um, there's going to be uh, many opportunities to reflect on what you've done 
to, to ensure that you're more objective the next time down. Um, and so I have at this point no reason to believe that she's not an objective person and that she works hard at uh, her objectivity to present it to that she pre present to a broad audience and not focus in on a narrow audience. Um, so my concern is by the amount of pressure, we could be creating the monster that we say we don't like, which is um, trying to force um, media people to look through the lens that we want them to look at um, and present facts and figures and ideas that we want rather than um, them providing information and then we adjust our way of thinking based on the facts and the information. Um, so my, I'm going to uh, end on this. Um, Snoop Dogg did a video, it was 40 seconds, and I watched Three went to three different websites to watch the video to make sure that um, that I I was watching a legitimate video and not something doctored or edited. I even went to his Instagram page and watched the video on his Instagram page. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I listened to the Ricky Smiley show, and he was a guest on the Ricky Smiley show. This was a seven-minute clip, and they talked about his conversation or his um, video that he posted. Out of all the people that I've mentioned, um, no one of the videos that I saw or the information that I saw, no one chastised enough the way he spoke to that woman. In no universe, nowhere on this planet, to no one, especially a woman, is that acceptable. And he ended the video on a threat. We will come and get you because he disagreed with her actions. Not that she struck anyone, not that she did any physical harm to anyone, not that she even intended to do harm emotionally or mentally to anyone. And anyone that believes that this good woman who was a mother would intentionally try to inflict emotional pain on anyone I don't think is looking at the situation objectively I am disappointed as a black man that another black man would speak to a black woman that way for any reason I'm going to end it uh, on this one. Uh, I want to thank you very much for taking the opportunity to join me this afternoon. 
As this concludes the episode, please, the video podcast is available on YouTube. Rewatch it there. All you need to do is do a search for Lions Den STL. The audio podcast is available on Stitcher.com, Anchor.fm, and the iTunes Store, the Google Music Play Store, almost anywhere you can get your podcasts. Please consider supporting the podcast. You can visit Anchor.fm slash Altitude-Adjustment 2. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please, like, share, and comment on this and other episodes where you find me, because it does matter. Remember, always be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.